This podcast, The Two Mats, is sponsored as ever by the New European Newspaper. And we've got a very special subscription offer for you, a new one, where you can get a free bollocks to Brexit passport cover. That's right, you heard that right, folks. It's a burgundy, like vegan leather, beautifully designed passport cover. Pleather. To, to have pleather, that's what, that's what they call it, isn't it? Pleather. To hide your um, new British blue. The shame of the, the blue shame, The shame passport. of the blue passport. And you can get your free bollocks to Brexit passport cover free with a subscription to the New European from just £1 a week. So to take this fantastic offer, and trust me, if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love the New European, go to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S, and there's a link in the show notes. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name's Richard Porritt. I'm joined for the news this week by Jerry Scott. Hello. Myself and Steve Anglesey are going to have a little chat about Theresa May and the potential for a challenge for her leadership, which has sort of been in and out of the news this week. Um, and then we're going to crown a Brexiteer of the Week, as usual, of course. But firstly, Jerry, the impact statements, it turns out they do exist. They do exist. They're real. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but there's bad news, isn't there? There is bad news. This was a scoop by BuzzFeed, wasn't brilliant, it? Brilliant Absolutely scoop. brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so there's these impact papers, aren't there? And they are not good news. They're um, not. So let's have a let me run down some yes. um, some of the, the. I think the hard Brexit scenario would see the UK economy eight percent smaller than it would have been without Brexit. Mm-hmm. So there's a great column by James Ball in this week's New European. Go and go and buy it now. Well, actually, finish listening to the pod, then go and buy it. <laughs> And he, he he's done the math on this, and he says the country would be about 196 billion pounds a year poorer. That's 3,800 million pounds a week poorer, <laughs> and which is around 1,600 million a week less for the government. So that extra money on that bus. Should have had a big minus and some more noise. Yeah, it, <laughs> just it? a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, so they're basically saying that there is no situation where this is better for us. No, so and, and that's hard Brexit. So that it gets it gets a little bit better as we go through other scenarios yeah. to soft Brexit. Obviously, the government didn't want to, uh, to, no. us to know about no, no, this. No. It does. It does. Um, it does explain why David Davis has looked like he hasn't slept for about a month at the moment. He <laughs> looks does. very stressed. It does. I find it really interesting um, how 
ministers were supposed to kind of see these, you know, how there were no copies given out to them. They had to go into, you know, a dark, quiet room yeah. with a civil servant and be shown it. On a like, slide. On a slide. You imagine wearing white gloves as if it's yeah. some historical text, yeah. don't you? It, and, uh, well, it, it, it was very, very cloak and dagger yeah. until the excellent Europe editor of BuzzFeed got his hands on it. And a, and a cracking, yeah. a cracking scoop, really. Yeah, and then there's this immigration stuff as well, isn't there? When um, it's saying that replacing free movement... Um, is going to basically completely screw us over. Um, it's going to be a far bigger impact than the boost to the economy that any US trade deal yeah. would have. Yeah. Um, so it's there's that. It's not good for immigration and other bits for the kind of EU residency that Theresa May has said um, about not giving residency rights to citizens during the transition period as well. I cannot believe that the country would have voted for this had they seen these... No. I mean, okay, fair enough. This is an impact statement that has been done in in depth post post the referendum. The Remain campaign probably should have been doing these impact statements beforehand. You would argue, yes. But but let's put that aside for a second. We've got to ask the question, what kind of government inflicts this kind of harm on a country and just say it's the democratic will of the people. I mean, if the if the people decided we wanted to invade France, <laughs> would we invade France? I mean, it's... It's all to save face, isn't it? But at what cost at this stage? It seems ludicrous. And I, Labour are by no means uh, blameless in this because they're going to support um, a soft Brexit, yes. supposedly, which will still cost us... Which is us. still rubbish. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think this feels a little bit like a potential turning point to me. I think we're going to see the polls, because it's had such good mm-hmm. coverage, I think we're going to see the polls again shift towards people um, having buyer's regret when it when it comes to uh, the choice they made. Absolutely. But I think it's completely shameful that these weren't going to be released. I think the people, the people who voted for Brexit and people who voted to remain deserved to of see course. these all yes. along and deserve yes. to see them now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely shameful. Absolutely shameful. Theresa May. Yes, she's been busy, isn't she? While all this kicks off, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about uh, people queuing up to get her job. But she's jetted off to to China. She has. Yes, she's been uh, busy signing various deals and uh, looking all around the world for anything that isn't the EU. Yeah, and it feels a bit sort of begging ball, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, <laughs> you know, they're obviously important trade partners. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, yeah, it definitely feels like it's a bit of a this-is-all-we've-got situation. Is this what we have become now? Just a, a, a desperately knocking on... A travelling circus. Yeah. <laughs> just, tra- just sort of desperately knocking on... It's almost like Penny for the Guy, isn't it? it is. Knocking on all the neighbours' <laughs> doors and, and asking for a bit of cash to help us through. When yeah. we, we had a perfectly good neighbour who we dealt with previously and it all worked super. I mean, essentially, yes. I mean... Um, Liam Fox today said, didn't he, that it's important for us to be not thinking that the EU is the be-all and end-all. But with what's at stake to be lost and what we look like we are losing, it kind of feels like it is the be-all and end-all. The other thing that confuses me about China, I was thinking, um, I said China like Donald Trump then, didn't I? (laughs) I, I, The other thing that confuses me about China is David Cameron was always there trying to get a trade deal. Yeah. What magical powers has Theresa May got? Yeah, and... (laughs) And what magical powers has she got that's going to save us from this very, very expensive exit from the EU? Yeah, I mean, I think the answer is none, isn't it? 
It does appear that way. It certainly does appear that way. Who should we go and ask for some money next? <laughs> we could go anywhere, <laughs> couldn't we? Do what we want we now. Do what we want. We're free from the shackles yeah. of the EU. We can ask who we want and beg for who we want. Um, I don't know, where could we go? Who's got a lot of money? Dubai? We could go to Dubai. Dubai? <laughs> yeah, we could ask Dubai. Um... <laughs> so basically, the US trade deal is not going to be good enough. Nope. China is... I mean, all these people will throw us a few scraps. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, but that that's fine. But um, but all along, we had a perfectly good trade deal with the EU. You don't know what you got till it's gone. You don't know what you got until it's gone. Um, okay, well, me and Steve are going to have a chat about Theresa May in depth next because I think that's the, the real juicy bit of uh, news, aside from the impact statements, um, about the plots and rumours and whispers of Westminster. So we'll get on to that after this. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Your first 13 issues of The New European are only £13 when you join us and become a subscriber. Order by telephone by calling 01858 438840 and quoting Podcast One or order online at our website www.neweuropean.co.uk. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Welcome back. I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Steve, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm I'm probably better than Theresa May, I would imagine. Yeah. So, over the past, well, since the last pod, it it seems to have gathered pace and there are certainly plots and schemes. It's funny, actually, I was thinking back to the, the topic we've most talked about on this pod, a Brexit podcast. Yeah. So the overarching theme. We've talked Brexit. about Brexit quite a bit. We have this, talked yeah. about Brexit a lot, but second to Brexit, I think it is who is going to succeed to Theresa <laughs> yeah. May and how long has she got left? Yes, that's right. We've got predictions about this wrong on numerous occasions. We have. I said definitely before Christmas. You did. Well, it's Jan. It's February. It is February and now. She clings on, but um, there are more concerted efforts. I think. What What do you reckon? Has she got much longer? <laughs> Well, we've got an article in the, this week's excellent New European by Jane Merrick, which is which is headlined. The headline is Theresa May's unstoppable death spiral, mm. which is it's always been my favourite track by the Fall. So yeah. it's nice to see that one in there as a, it's a nice tribute as a tribute to to Marquis Smith. Um, I still think that Theresa May. I, I I don't think that Theresa May is going anywhere for a little while. No. Because I think they will want to blame the May election results on her. Yeah. So uh, and that happens on the third, the third of May. Yeah. It's all very neat. So it, instead of May the fourth be with you, <laughs> May the fourth be off with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, I th- so I think despite all this hysteria. Um, that she will probably cling on to till then, but it is quite exciting and it does seem to be gaining pace. Yeah, she's very you know whatever you think of her, she is not a quitter. She said, she said on it. the plane, thirty thousand feet, I'm no quitter. I am not a quitter. She's had to say it quite a lot. I mean, if if you keep having to say I'm not a quitter, yeah. I think your days might be numbered. She did. She has also said, I'm not going to call the general election. <laughs> she did. There was some other great stuff that she and said. And she said, she basically said that she didn't believe in Brexit as well, didn't she? About yeah. five minutes before she said, um, Brexit means Brexit. And That's it's going right. To be brilliant. Yeah, she, she's a flip flopper. She is. Um, she said, I, uh, my favourite quote of hers this week was on that plane to the assembled reporters who were travelling to China with her. Um, she was asked about um, her MP, Robert Halfen's 
suggestion that she'd governed like a tortoise <laughs> when a lion was needed. Now, firstly, a little yeah. bit unfair to tortoises. Um, but secondly, she retorted... Well, yeah. Retortoise? I, yeah. I have never tried to compare myself to any animal yeah. or bird or car. Or, or even a car or, or <laughs> video cassette system or hedge. Very um, odd indeed. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. She's she's just slightly unhinged, isn't she? Yes, yeah, she is. That is one of the... There are many great quotes around this, this week, which we will come to in the, the, the Brexiteer of the Week um, section. Um, she is slightly straight, behaving slightly strangely, isn't she? I really love this thing um, that she's supposedly said to Merkel, and Merkel has now laughed at her <laughs> yeah. um, in uh, in Davos, uh, and, and Merkel basically threw her under a bus, didn't she, in front of the German journalist yeah, yeah, when yeah. she said that. Make me a deal. Yeah, make me an offer. Make me an offer. Yeah. <laughs> Repeatedly. <laughs> make me an offer. Do you reckon she just walked in, sat down? Said, make me an, make offer. Me an offer. And she said, <laughs> well, well like already, we made you an offer, didn't she? What was Merkel's response to this? Well, I imagine hilarity. Well, I think she sort of said, I mean, she said it was locked, they were in a loop, didn't she? Yeah. But I think she said sort of, well, we've already, you know, we've made you an offer. This, this is the offer. It... Make me an offer. <laughs> the the bot. Yeah. Make, make me, me an, an offer. <laughs> Oh dear! It's, what a mess we've got. It is a real. Into. It is a real mess. Well, um, there is there is one cabinet minister at least who's ready to resign to try and prompt. Who is it? Um, well, we don't know. We don't there's, know. There's lots of names being flung around. That's I'd probably like best to, for me to yeah. not mention yet because I haven't gotten anywhere near sourced. But okay. But there is, I am told, and this is no great secret. It was in the Sunday Times. That's not my source. Yeah. <laughs> just read the paper. I just, I just read it, yeah. <laughs> but there, it, you know, but it was mentioned in the in the Sunday Times that there is one ready to go. Okay, I doubt it's one of the one of the no, you know, one of the big or hitters. Or, no, um, or even Gavin Williamson. But let's get to him in a second. But even the even the slightest little thing. I mean, this has been true for me for a, for a long time. But even the slightest little thing could derail her. But then, of course, she got onto the second phase, we, and we had a sort of period of calm, didn't we, over yeah. Christmas? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it felt like, oh, maybe she could, maybe she, you know, it's, the, the waves have stopped battering the May ship, and mm. she may just survive for a little bit longer. She might even get to to March twenty nineteen. I don't think she is going to now. I think you're no. right when you say that the the election in May. It, it would seem silly to to. To try and go before then for, for yeah, one I think so. Yeah, why, why be what you know? Why be the scapegoat yourself, or, or you know, why try and why build yourself up as the new leader of the Conservative Party and then get hit with a lot of yeah. anger from the legacy of the previous coming at a low ebb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gavin Williamson. Now we we've enjoyed Gavin Williamson. Um, yes. for, for some months on on this podcast, we love his pet spider. Yeah. Pronos. Yeah, and we very much enjoyed his conference speech, which, in my opinion, was the best of all the conference speeches. It was great, wasn't it? Um, and I love his high camp hammer horror style. Yeah, well, it's good. we're going to thousands and thousands and thousands of people are going to die because of the Russians. <laughs> yes, um, they've but all he's lost seen, their it... minds this week, haven't they? <laughs> they're they're crazy. Well, Gavin lost his mind, didn't he, back in two thousand and four? Well, did in front of think, a roaring Arga. Well, do you think that's what it was? All those fireplaces, because they're quite romantic, aren't they? Fireplaces. 
Yeah, who was the Queen of the... Was it Joanna Trollope, the Queen of the Arga saga? So maybe know. that's... Me? Uh, oh, yes, of course. Yeah, so maybe that's that's what happened. It's difficult if you work in a... If you work in a, in a fireplace sales showroom... Yeah. ...not to go around kissing your colleagues. Or touching hands. Maybe yeah. he saw a little spider on one of her hands and was desperate to... Save it. To, to save it. Put it away for later. Yeah. Um, but he, he told the, the whip's office... He did, um, and the it, what all I can imagine was that they were a bit nonplussed about this. They thought they were getting some scandal told over yeah, them, but it was right, a stolen yeah. case in front of a fireplace some years previous. It seems quite bizarre, doesn't it? Um, but nonetheless, d- is that derailed any potential challenge for leadership? Do you think? Well, if if that is all there is to the story, then maybe not. Mm. But. Um, it did, it does but, seem but like we, we wait and see. It seems like a strange thing to to have come out. Presumably, it had come out because somebody told him that you know that, that somebody was about to talk about it. One of his former colleagues, I yeah. think. Yeah. So uh, it does seem like a very strange confession to make, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, he had left that job off his CV. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's right. Um... Much like you'll leave this one off yours. <laughs> I'd <would> imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you reach him for a kiss. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. What were you doing between nothing, sixteen? Nothing. And, yeah, no, just say you were in jail. And <laughs> yeah. I, that would that would play better, I think. So, but I still think he'd be in with a shot. Yes, but but he probably wouldn't be the favourite, would he? No, I don't think so. I mean, the the, the favourites are the usual suspects, aren't they? And. What about I don't know who are the who are the sort of the left field candidates the ones who aren't tarnished by all of this? Well, I, I think I think even though Amber Rudd has got a very small it's a majority, tiny majority, I think she'd probably have to throw her yeah. throw her hat in the ring as the remaining. They could candidate. always move her to a safe seat, couldn't they? They could always persuade <clears throat> Nicholas Soames to step down, um, but then he might step down for Ruth Davidson now. So there's yeah, you know, there's a bit of intrigue. It's there. all it's all um, it's all a bit complicated. I mean, you know, I think Boris is Boris will will be will be in there. Yeah. He's so, always in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> his wife had the fireplaces removed. Exactly, yeah, yeah. He stood by a few arguments in his time. Um, Hang on, there's a spider just crawling up your chest. Just let me remove it now. Um, that's Cronus. Yeah. <laughs> Gavin! <laughs> what are you doing here? Um, yes, that's Boris all over. So he'll be in like Flynn. There's been some talk that Gove will once again... Use him to, you know, and then knife him at the last minute. Won't well, it? that'd be great fun if that was all to be played out once again. Just, uh, just, just before we talk about all the candidates, just explain to me how the Conservative um, system works, the party leadership system works, because it seems to me that the last two have worked in two different ways. David Davis versus Cameron sort of came down yeah. to the last two, didn't they? And, yeah. then, and then it went to a vote, and then they made their pitches at the Tory conference, yeah. and there were some hustings, yeah. and David Davis ballsed it up, and Cameron came through. Um, and so that was, a, and that was a vote of all the party. But then the last time, it came down to Gove and Ledsom and May, mm-hmm. and Gove lost, and then Ledsom... Pulled out? Is that why it well, didn't Ledsom, go to a vote of the party? As we know now, Ledsom is a mother. 
Yeah. And therefore couldn't stand against okay. his meat. Um, well, the, the, the rules since Too the weak mid- from breastfeeding. <laughs> general mothering. She's still breastfeeding. Well, the, the, the rules changed in the mid-60s to become what they are now. Yeah. Which is actually quite simple. That was in the, before then, you just went into the Carlton Club, didn't you? All whites and went, Here is my money. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever had the biggest Do pile. Any of you cows want to be leader of the Conservative Party? And then some old buffer was <laughs> creakingly <Accidentally>. raised. Accidentally. <laughs> Turns out I'm the leader of the Tories, dear. <laughs> Don't know how that happened. Had one sherry too many. I shan't be home with the weekend. <laughs> We've got a new house in central London. <laughs> Won it in a bet. Not a lot. So, but yeah, so it's actually dead simple the way the Tories do it. It's much more simple than the way Labour yeah. dispose of their leaders. So, firstly, you need fifteen uh, percent, which is forty-eight of the MPs now to, yeah. to trigger a vote on a confidence. You it, need that, to send a letter. Yes, to the twenty-two. Oh, okay. But you don't. You need to send a letter to Graham oh, individually, Brady. Individually, yes, yes. That's who's right. the leader? And then he troops the, down. What, with his is letter. he the leader of the nineteen twenty-two? That's committee? right, the chairman. He's a very powerful chap. And if I write a letter to him, Ooh. if I wrote a letter to him Ooh. like last year yeah. in October saying, actually, Theresa May's a load of old pony, yeah. that letter's still valid, isn't it? I and guess, he just yes. keeps all of them well, until he's got 48. But these letters that you've been sending, Steve, they don't count. And yeah, because I'm not a Conservative MP. And even though you've been signing them off with Conservative <laughs> Party, uh, Conservative MPs' names... Doris Johnson. That doesn't work because it needs to be on other headed papers. But he just keeps them like they're old love letters mm. that you keep from a, yeah. an old girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Well, like an 80-year-old girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And look um, at... Yes, so when the magic number um, is reached... Ding! A buzzer, buzzer goes a buzzer off. buzzer goes, yeah. yeah. And he troops off down to see Theresa May. Some of those letters have been sent. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and so well, they keep saying they're getting near to the fifteen percent, which well, I think is for is that forty eight? I believe so. Yeah, it I'm is forty eight. Renowned for my mathematical ability. No. So, so when that happens, um, there is a runoff, right, so of the candidates, which of course can include the incumbent. Yes, as we saw when Major triggered a leadership. Um, election in yes. 93, 94. So, so then it goes to members. Yeah. So each each candidate that stands needs just two nominations from yeah. fellow MPs. Yeah. Who are taking the whip? Yeah. Then. So there's eight. So there's eight candidates. Yeah. Then so, then okay, the, then the MPs whittle it down. Don't the they? MPs whittle it down to two. To two. Yeah. And then as long as one of them is as long as one of them isn't a mother. Yes, that's right. <laughs> or at least doesn't try to make a virtue of yeah, that. So um, then it will go to the members, and it's one member, one vote, yeah. and it's simple as that. So my, the, the the reason that I'm getting to all of this, and I've made, and I've sort of made you explain all of that, is that I am wondering what would happen in a scenario. So clearly. Andrea Ledson had ballsed up that um, that campaign with the I am a mother and Theresa May isn't sort of thing. And at some point she'd gone, why why put this to a vote of all of the members? We need a prime <coughs> minister quite quickly. I'm obviously going to lose this and I've got no real you know, desire to have a long drawn out fight against Theresa May, another woman, although not a mother. And so I will step down. But... The thing about this, isn't there, is that there is 
there's a vast majority of people who are not hard right Brexit headbangers, and then there are yeah. a you know fifty or sixty hard right yeah. Brexit headbangers, yeah. uh, of whom Boris and maybe Gove are sort of you yeah. know sort of you know they're they're kind of aligned, but so so couldn't you have a situation where somebody like Amber Rudd so the last round was Rudd versus Boris Johnson, mm-hmm. and Rudd got how many Tory MPs are there? Three hundred and fifty odd. Yeah? yeah, she got you know she got two hundred odd, two hundred and fifty, and Johnson was humiliated, and he got you know he got less than a hundred. But couldn't he just? Well, and then the other one dropped out. Couldn't Johnson just win because of the party membership? Just insist that it went to a hustings and a full vote, and then the party membership well, it would, are it? mostly older and Brexit. Unless, aren't unless they? he pulled out of the of the race at that point, he would have got through that elimination round and would, yeah, then, yeah, he would yeah. then go to the party members. And I think he'd take he'd take his chances, wouldn't he? Because in all likelihood, he would win. Yeah. So, so you look, could end up in the Jeremy Corbyn situation, yeah. couldn't you? Of having you could actually have two party leaders who. The vast majority of their MP, their MPs don't want, but the vast majority of the party does want. Yeah, yeah. Although I wouldn't expect that the Tory party would. I think the Tory party would rally behind their leader probably better than Labour have rallied behind Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah, because they tend to. Well, do they would that. do. Yeah, if it was Boris, they would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yes, there's in every likelihood you would that you would that. Everything is split along Brexit lines yeah, yeah, yeah. right now in both parties, isn't it? Yeah. And I think if it it wouldn't be a massive surprise to me if the two candidates left standing are a Remainer and a Lever, and and it goes to the and it goes to the members rather than somebody resigning. That's what I'm. I think that's what I was struggling to say. It could quite easily be, you know, it could someone it, without it could the majority Rudd, of the Rudd support with two hundred and fifty, yeah. Johnson with seventy five, and Gove dropping out with. The, the 50, the remainder, yeah. and Johnson saying, actually, I'm not going to resign, even though I've got 200 yeah. fewer votes yeah. than you, of the MPs. Because, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, it, the, so the, the high risk is that we end up with a no-deal Brexit nutter in number 10. In I which think case, there is every chance of that. In which case, you have to say... <laughs> God save Theresa May. God save Theresa May, and that's what the. You, this is another reason that that Theresa May was thrown a bit of a bone to get to the yes. to the second phase because the the EU want Theresa May to continue as our prime minister. Yeah, they don't want Boris. They don't want Gove. Yeah, they certainly don't want Jacob Rees-Mogg. Yes, but it would be quite easy to do, wouldn't it? You know, Jeremy Corbyn had to survive a little bit of, you know, most of your MPs hate you from. From from uh, Cameron and then from Theresa May, yeah, shrugged that off, yeah, you know, I'm the prime minister. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? And, and and you're right. The the Tories would unite behind. I mean, I, I honestly can't see Michael Gove being the prime minister. Can you? But Boris Johnson, I can definitely see. Uh, I can definitely see them voting for the the old ladies in the shires voting for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a scary thought. Um, Anyone who could? Who else could it be? Who are the others then? Gavin Williamson. With his Arga and his yeah. Spider, I think that I think Dominic that Rob. Too soon. I like saying his name though. There are reasons why I think it's unlikely that he will stand. Okay. Um, 
I, I would imagine Boris Williamson. I think Rudd will be pushed into it as a Remain candidate. Yeah. And um, and probably Jacob Rees-Mogg. Yeah, as the insane maybe candidate. Maybe David Davis. I mean, maybe. Well, yeah. It's uh, his time. He's yeah. still got those T-shirts, by the way, hasn't he? Those lady, <laughs> the ladies' T-shirts from the last time. Ideal. What Ideal. did it? Say, what did it say? I'm I'm backing DD. I'm or... backing DD. Yeah. With DD emblazoned across the chest, wasn't it? Very bad move. Yeah. Almost clever, as bad as those lead some for leader T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's leave it there and uh, concentrate on Brexit of the week next. Brexiteer of the Week. Welcome back. Steve's still with me because we have to discuss the Brexiteer oh, of must. the Week. We must. Go for it. Shall we start with Andy Wigmore? Wig, wig, Wiggy? Wiggy. Ah, oh, yes, please. For those of you who don't know who Andy Wigmore is, he is... If you imagine that Aaron Banks is Baron Greenback out of, <laughs> out of Danger Mouse, then Andy Wigmore is sort of stiletto crow, yeah. isn't he? Love Danger Mouse. Um, and he's got... Uh, the other thing that I really like about Andy Wigmore... Well, I was going to say the other thing. I don't like anything about Andy Wigmore. I, I do quite like the fact that he's got a sort of... Peaky Blinders. He's got a pe- It's a Peaky Blinders, but it looks a bit like sort of Sean Ryder's hair from, yes. from 1994, doesn't it? You know, He's a cross between a Peaky Blinder and Sean Ryder. He is, yeah. Um he really has been a bad boy of Brexit. Have you seen this story? What's he done? He was pulled over by the police and they said, what are those diplomatic plates doing on your car and why are you showing me this diplomatic ID card? Because we have we believe that you've lost your job as a trade envoy Uh-oh. to Belize a year ago. Uh-oh. So why are you still going around with those on your... Um, and... Andy Wigmore has said it's all very embarrassing, but it's just an administrative error. Mm. Um, but I think, in the spirit of leave EU, yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear his excuses. Yeah. He's he's come over here, and we should deport him straight back to Belize, straight away. Yeah, without and his, even and his blinking number plates. Yeah. So there you go. We mentioned before the crazy Theresa May quotes. What did she say again? She's she wanted she's not compared never compared herself to She a, says I've never horse. compared myself to an animal, a bird, a car, a fish finger, yeah. a frying pan handle, yeah. or a Czechoslovakian soap opera. I think she did. Oh she did, yeah. Do that. Yes. Um so that was one of you know, just a number of great quotes from Brexiteers this week. Henry Bolton a great oh. interview with Andrew Billen, who I love, Andrew Billen from the Times. Yeah, he said that he agreed with Andrew Billen that Joe Marnie's tweets were were not really racism, but in fact they were a form of performance <laughs> art. Um, Nadine Dorries said that Matthew Paris was such a remoner that rather than having Brexit, he'd rather see Britain run by a Marxist government. Um, that is Matthew <laughs> Paris, the right-wing political commentator who works for Rupert Murdoch. Swims the Thames, doesn't he? And he was a Tory MP for eight years, yeah. the old commie. Yeah. God. All the signs Comrade. there. Donald Trump, in his interview with Piers Morgan, said the European Union is not cracked up to what it's supposed to be. I mean, he, he can't even construct a sentence, never mind a f***ing wall. <laughs> Peter Bone... The Sven Joran Eriksson lookalike in Wellingborough MP yes. said that he t- he was on Sky. I was watching this, and he said the EU are going to cave into British demands during the trade negotiations, 
And they asked, they said, why? Why? Because they're not, are they? And he said, well, they are because I was at a roundabout yesterday and every car around me was German and that makes me sure they'll want to do a deal. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad these people are on our team. I don't know whether all the those German cars were all driven by those immigrants that Nigel Farage <laughs> saw when he went on the motorway, but anyway. And then Jacob Rees-Mogg, who's normally so sensible. Absolutely. He said... Brexit is more important than anyone but the Queen. Yep. And then he said, may the PM live forever. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> and then, and he also said that he was frustrated because there was no clear path to Britain's future relationship with the EU. And he said, one friend of mine said, it's more like a plank than a bridge. And to be fair, if you are a friend of Jacob Rees-Mogg, you know a plank when you see one. Absolutely. Um, the Brexiteer of the Week, though, has got to be... Uh, it's Nigel Farage, the nicotine-stained man from. Yeah. And, look, no-one is saying that he is obsessed with appearing in the media. No. But I looked at the sun the other day, not through a telescope, obviously. That would be a bad idea. That would be idea. stupid. Would don't, don't do that at home. Don't but I, did, I looked in the sun the other day, and they had a ludicrous front page about, um, about Thomas Cook. I've got oh, this yeah. scheme. It's got a lot of publicity. Um, and this scheme is going to allow holidaymakers to book their sun lounges in advance um, on package holidays rather than rising at dawn to put the, their towels down. And I thought, what kind of fool would be quoted in this, an article about this obvious PR stunt? And, and the political heavyweights that they dragged in were model Rianne Sugden, 30, TV host Lizzie Cundy, 48, and plumber Dave Harris, 36. And the 53-year-old nicotine-stained man-frog, Nigel Farage, whose quote was, it's nice to be ahead of the Germans for once, another Brexit's <laughs> bonus. So mixing untrue racial stereotyping of the Germans with cheerleading for the malfunctioning mobility scooter of Brexit, which he persuaded 52% of the population to jump on. Oh dear. So Nigel Farage, Brexiteer of the Week, Sun Lounger, booking salesman and a complete f***ing idiot. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It absolutely means the world to us. Follow us on Twitter, at The New European. Leave reviews, subscribe. All that makes a massive difference to this podcast. Um, so please, please, please do it. And of course, go and buy the paper. It's £2.50. There's tons of great stuff in there this week, as there is every week. Lots of politics, lots of Brexit, but it's not just that. There's art, there's culture, there's fashion, there's sport, there's food, there's even some puzzles. Until next week, here's Mr Campbell and his bagpipes. <laughs> yeah, play with loud stuff. Yeah, that's really, that's a great idea. Do you want idea. to tap that knife? Why is there a knife? <laughs>
Why is there a knife in the studio? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea.